fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a thing, please. Oh, you're coming out of Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Thursday, July 25th, 2018 edition of the Hagman Daily Show. We are so glad to be here today. We got a great show planned for you. Gon Shimerna is going to be joining us. Face Like the Sun uh, is his YouTube account, and he's going to be with us. Uh, for the second half of the show. Now, uh, just to jump right in uh, to uh, the news and what's going on, we see there is a lot in the way of censorship. We talked about and had last night Sean from SGT report on to talk about the fact that his YouTube channel was shut down and after a lot of outcry by the public, uh, it has been reinstated as of this morning. So that is a small victory specifically for the uh, alternative truth community, the truth community, the alternative media community as well, as uh, he will not lose those 300 plus thousand subscriptions. So uh, a small victory, uh, but in a long uphill battle that we are facing. Now, Sean from SGT Report, Hagman Report, Alex Jones Channel's uh, video, uh, he's, he's been shut down on YouTube. Uh, they're not the only ones dealing with this censorship. Twitter is shadow banning Republican congressmen. Republican Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan, Devin Nunez, Matt Getz, and RNC chair have all be, are all being shadow banned by Twitter. Even President Trump weighed in on the issue, slamming Twitter shadow banning of the prominent Republicans, and goes on to say uh, in his tweet that enough is enough with this crap. At Jack, it's time for you to stop the bias against conservatives and Trump supporters and fix this once and for all. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans, not good. We will look into the discriminatory and illegal practice at once. Many complaints. So is the president going to push back against Twitter and Jack Dorsey in their anti-conservative agenda that goes, obviously, way too far? I mean, they allow, you know, uh, uh, pedophiles to promote uh, their their uh, love of having sex with children. They lo- they let you know terrorists post terrorist manuals and bombings and and beheadings, but don't tell the truth about Christ. Don't tell the truth uh, about those pedophilia about those pedophiles. Don't tell the truth about those terrorists, uh, or you'll get banned. What kind of upside down world do we live in? Well, I, I guess if you think about it, the the world is uh, you know I've got a globe. That sits, sits right here to my my right, Joe, and I will intentionally spin it uh, fairly regularly so that I'm looking at Africa or I'm looking at South America or I'm looking at Australia because I know that I personally have what I would call an America-centric perspective on the world. And not to change topics, but uh, just to add a little a little salt in the soup here, I think that 
many of us do. I'm not speaking for you, Joe, but I think that that maybe one of the uh, points of our national character that we could work on. And I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I am by no means a globalist. I'm absolutely about sovereign nations and established borders, just like Deuteronomy 28 instructs us. Um, but uh, I think that for most Americans, Joe, I, again, for myself, um, it's a good idea to remember, for example, there are Christians everywhere, everywhere. And I think that some Americans think that, well, you know, there's, you know, America's a Christian nation and there's probably like a few in England and maybe like, you know, three or four in France or something like that. And that's, of course, ridiculous. There, there's enormous churches, enor excuse me, enormous explosion of faith in Jesus Christ in Iran, in China, in Colombia, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, what, what, what I mentioned with Alex Jones, uh, we said yesterday that Newsweek, uh, he, he did a piece, a video on Robert Mueller, and Newsweek ran with the story, Alex Jones threatens to shoot Robert Mueller. And then we went on to d uh, talk about how they label this pedophilia uh, as in Hollywood as a conspiracy. And they say that Mike Cernovich, who is a Jewish lawyer, is a white supremacist and that uh, they are c creating this far right conspiracy against the Hollywood film industry and figures, uh, uh, yeah. actors uh and saying it's a conspiracy that they are pedophiles and they go on to say they even promoted pedophilia conspiracies in the past talking about Pizzagate. So it is, uh, you know, th this battle is just getting started. We've been telling you about, uh, even my dad yesterday, we have, uh, my dad sa said his separate source, separate from John's separate from what I've uncovered, which says the same thing all these three people who don't know each other uh independent of each other are telling us uh individually each that th there is something coming down the pipe that is going to be uh the uh, it's not going to be able to be um covered up and many big names are going to be uh, connected to this now i'm hearing a lot of people mention tom hanks and there is some interesting stuff on his twitter account john and i don't know if you I, I scrolled through his twitter feed yesterday well now i'm not saying this is connected to any type of uh, uh illegal or disgusting behavior but if you go through his twitter feed for and just keep scrolling back scrolling back there's all these pictures he takes pictures of uh abandoned shoes or gloves in weird places like on the sidewalk or on the park there's thousands of pictures of him uh, just, just random shoes or, or gloves anywhere in the street. And I don't know if they're positioned that way, if he's doing it, if it's some kind of secret code. There's no reason for their... I mean, John, listen to this. Okay, imagine you go on a Twitter feed. Now, if you get a chance, or as soon as you get a chance, go on his Twitter feed. I, I've seen it. I, I actually scrolled through it uh, really early this morning, Joe. And it, What is I've with that? You're talking about... You know, I, I've got split... Is that a hobby? Well, I've got split thinking about it. Now... Uh, you and Tech Eric and I recently enjoyed sort of a team Hagman kind of team building day out at PNC Park. We went out and we saw the the, the Pirates play the Giants. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners and supporters who who enable us to do that because if if it weren't for you folks, we wouldn't have paychecks and then we couldn't go. <laughs> but I digress. Um, remember when we walked across the uh, the uh, 
the bridge, the Sixth Street Bridge, I believe it the goes to the Allegheny River. The one with all the yeah, the one with all the locks on it. Yeah, so that's a really interesting thing. It's a very random thing. Uh, locals to this area, certainly Pittsburgh residents, will know what we're talking about. But basically, listeners, there's what would you say, Joe? Maybe two thousand locks uh, locked to the fencing of that bridge. Oh yeah, the, you know, two to three thousand locks, absolutely. Yeah. So it's so it's a very random strange. And there's names and dates that the people who put the locks on uh, put them on there, and it's either for relationships or like if you're starting something like a uh, quit drinking, and they put the yeah. lock on, or uh, you know got got married, and they put the lock and the date on. And there's locks on there that go back to you know the 70s and the yep. uh, and whatnot. So it's really cool, but it just demonstrates that the human mind is, is certainly the artistic side of our minds. Um, will take pleasure in sort of random, uh, random creativity, uh, random things. I, I remember Joe uh, when I would walk to high school uh, back in the 1930s. Uh, <laughs> uh, back in the uh, late 80s, when I was in high school, um, somebody got a thing started on a chain link fence where they stuck a piece of gum every day for a long time, and pretty soon there was a piece of gum uh, folded over the wire on the, this chain link fence that ran for like three or four blocks. You could almost see like everything, watermelon, bubble gum, spearmint gum, Nicorette, you name it. I mean, it was just a random thing that, that people started doing. And so it's possible that the Tom Hanks thing is merely a random oddity. Uh, he is certainly a, 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 I want to be very cautious about Tom Hanks, but I also want to admit, Joe, to our listeners that Part of my caution is professional journalistic integrity, but part of it, to be completely honest, is I love a ton of Tom Hanks's films, and so I don't want in my heart. Uh, be careful, listeners, because we've got to we've got to really use discernment at this stage of the game. In my heart, Joe, I don't want to believe that Tom Hanks would have anything to do with the pedo gate and pedo wood uh, hashtag type behavior. I don't I don't want to believe it, but at the same time, having worked there, I cannot tell you, Joe, how many thousands of times, thousands, not hundreds, thousands, I have watched an, a human being go from one demeanor, one attitude, one uh, 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 vernacular, cadence of speech, posture, you name it, and just like that become somebody completely different. As soon as they call action. So is it possible that Tom Hanks is wrapped up in this stuff, Joe? Yes, unfortunately, because he makes his living in Hollywood. It is possible. Uh, do you have a gut feeling on this? I don't know what to think. I don't want to. The last thing I want to do is uh, uh, label or, or speculate that somebody – uh, without any cause, I, I mean, there is somebody on the internet claiming to be his former sex slave, uh, but you know those things are kind of strange. Uh, you, you can't always trust the uh, information with stuff like that. But um, until I see some kind of uh, evidence of that fact, um, I, I just have to err on the side of caution and say no. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope it's not true. But then again, when we read. What, you know, these people uh, who are spilling the beans, so to say, have been talking about, they have been saying that uh, basically all uh, uh, Hollywood 
this is the culture that you know this is how it works even men have to uh, this guy's making the argument that even men have to 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 you know be taken advantage of uh, by other men sometimes just to get roles and they were talking about major like a-list celebrities now really interesting there was testimony on capitol hill yesterday i think his name's terry crew he's uh the big black guy from friday after next uh and a number of other movies real funny and he was uh sexually I wish we could just do a show just about Friday, just about the movie. Yeah, that, I mean, I've watched those those movies uh, hundreds of times. But uh, Terry Crew testified yesterday in front of Capitol Hill about the culture of abuse and rape and exploitation uh, of Hollywood yesterday. And I would urge everybody, there's an 11-minute video of him testifying. Go watch that video. I watched it last night, and I was going to watch it again today. But he uh, is asked some questions and, and talks about, you know, this, this guy's like, six seven and as ripped as you know anybody uh and it's amazing to think that this guy would would have let another man grope him in front of his wife not once but twice but he explained in the testimony that his wife uh, had prepared him for situations where he might find himself in that he would uh, uh usually act out in violence and told him he said that his wife trained him and the training worked his initial reaction was to be violent, but instead he is—he was not going to be violent, and he walked away, uh, his wife taking his hand and them leaving the event that they were at. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it can happen. Well, no, it, no, it, it, do, listen, Joe, it does happen, okay? And it's, and I'm, I'm really surprised, uh, I'm not sure if it's pleasantly so, but I'm really surprised that we have led for three days now in a row on the Hagman Daily Show with, the scumbaggery that is coming out of Los Angeles, California, a, a place that I hung my hat for 18 years from, from May of 1998 uh, through September 2015 when I was blacklisted from Universal and then I gave up the apartment in April of 2016. Long time, a lot of memories, a lot of mileage uh, in that uh, portion of the country. But Joe, the reality is that Hollywood was created to give Satan the biggest, baddest, loudest amplifier of anybody else on this world stage. And because Satan, as, as we know from, from Crowley's writings, Satan delights in the destruction of God's creations. Now, of course, that destruction runs the entire gamut from destruction of the most defenseless in the womb all the way to destruction of you know the 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 80 and 90 and 100 year olds among us through eugenics and through elder abuse etc and everything in between and lest we forget by the way gon shamira i'm going to tell you in a second what he just texted me because he's going to come on and talk about something really interesting but but lest we forget satan in the Bible, it says he is a lion who is roaming the earth seeking whom he may destroy. And the people in Hollywood, Joe, this is the part that makes me sad. I, I think I think you would believe me when I say this. I, I don't know how many of our listeners would. But, Joe, there are tens of thousands of decent, quote-unquote, good people that make Hollywood work. The people that are causing this terrible destruction of life and of our national spirit through pedophilia are very few, very few. 
most people in Hollywood are not a whole heck of a lot different from the person that sits in the cubicle next to you or waits the tables in the station next to you or drives the Uber uh, routes that you do. I mean, it, it's mostly normal people, Joe, but there is this little tiny elite and they are very wicked and they are very perverse. And as Sean from SGT Report said last night on the Hagman Report, what about Heather McGregor, the little girl from Poltergeist? He didn't say it on the Hagman Report, so I'll say it right now on the Hagman Daily Show. There is supposition. I do not believe there is courtroom-ready evidence, Joe, but there is supposition that that little girl was murdered and that, and that she was sacrificed to make shoes for a very specific cadre of directors and producers in the post-poltergeist meteoric rise of Spielberg's fame era. Now, you can go on the internet and you can spend hours researching this, and eventually you'll start kind of chasing your own tail. So I want to be clear. I am not saying that that is what happened. But I'm saying that our national spirit is so wounded at this point from, from, from pedophilia, from the destruction of children, that there are thousands of people on the internet, Joe, pursuing this story, trying to determine if it happened, much the same as what went on last month in Tucson. Yeah, and you know, um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that... You know, these things happen. And, and what's really more unfortunate about this, John, and this is the real battle we face. And I wanted to talk about this today because this was brought up last night about the what we talk about this coming exposure. We see the censorship incredibly increase, uh, you know, channels getting shut down, uh, the, the inability to live stream, shadow banning, videos being unavailable in other countries, shows being available, websites being unavailable in other countries. We are going to see, uh, with this uh, exposure of pedophilia, with this uh, run-up to the midterm eight, uh, 2018 elections, we're going to see a huge increase in these stories of censorship. There was even a, a story about a uh, uh, somebody who's running in a congressional election. Their ad was censored on Facebook, and they had to uh, actually issue an apology or whatever and say that they wrongly... Uh, they, they did that on accident. It was a mistake. But we're going to see this huge increase in censorship, and it is going to come in a number of different ways. Now, also with this, uh, those that they feel that they can't censor because of their, their high profile, they are going to try to discredit. They're going to you know dox and dig. and uh, it, it's, it's a full-on war, and it's a full-on war on, on you, on me, on, on this country, and on uh, especially the children. And that is where many people draw the line. And it is something that is, uh, like I said yesterday, John, when these people are outed for what they are, uh, even a prison cell won't be safe for them because of no. how they uh, and the community re will respond. And I, I, I compare it to, you know, people have more compassion this, this, for animals, it seems, than for humans. If you uh, have ever seen, you know, a response to somebody, an internet response to somebody abusing a puppy or a cat, because unfortunately there's videos like that out there on the oh, yeah. internet, and you know, the, the, res the people care more about that, their outrage. And if somebody were to see that in person, they, you know, uh, they they lose it. And it's the same thing with children. Uh, when you harm children, uh, 
people who who see that or or are able to uh, confront the person who has been you know a monster and notoriously abusive of children uh, these people will act out they will respond and it won't be peacefully so we have to you know be careful uh lord the lord is the one who gets the revenge not us but we need to be here to expose it and as i said most importantly yesterday the battle starts in the spiritual realm so we need to be prayed up we need to be fasting we need to be uh on top of our spiritual game in order to uh be able to to go through this and get through this properly with the lord on our side Joe, there's a couple of things I need to do by way of, of, of quick housekeeping, and they all complement uh, what I consider excellent commentary uh, from, from yourself just now. It was excellent commentary. Um, Twitter. Uh, I would encourage our listeners, go on Twitter today when you have a free moment. There's some good stuff on there that I, I really personally want you to see. Uh, one is kind of funny, but it's got a real powerful point behind it, and the other is a tool that I really want sharpened and well lubricated and 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 readily available in the war chest of all of the truth warriors and remnant Christians who listen to us on the Hagman Daily Show. So first off, uh, Craig Sawyer at Craig R Sawyer at Craig R Sawyer, uh, he tweeted out a um, a uh, on the objective that I did with Stephen Minking. Joe, you may recall I texted you last Saturday and said, hey, I'm doing it on the objective right now. We're, we're crushing it. We're killing it. Well, I sent the on the objective to Craig because we detailed uh, the the uh, I-19 Tucson story in the first few minutes of that on the objective. And Craig, Craig tweeted this out a few minutes ago, and it's already got 38 retweets, and I, I really appreciate him for doing it. He says – at Robertson John, he says, at about the 14-minute mark, at Robertson John details the dynamic of how people get hyper-spun and emotionally compromised using the Tucson I-19 homeless camp as an example. More need to understand this info on how hope porn predators like vets on patrol work. So consider the consider that message from our, our friend Craig Sawman Sawyer Vets for Child Rescue.org. Hope porn predators. Okay, now I'm gonna use that to segue to point number two. Uh, at Robertson John, uh, I promised I would do this and I am doing it. The hashtag is full armor of God. Hashtag full armor of God. Uh, I am waking up each morning, as you know, Joe, and I've said every day for weeks now, I'm waking up each morning and I'm saying a prayer, okay? I know it sounds silly, simple, but man, it works. It works. Like, I still have problems, yes, but so many doors have opened, so many uh, things have clarified. It really works to start your day with prayer. Well, uh, our daily listeners will recall that I read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 19, uh, two or three days ago on the Hagman Daily Show. So today, uh, if you go on my Twitter feed, I, I I set the alarm and I set the camera before I went to bed. So all I'd have to do is wake up and push record. Well, I had to put type in my code and then push record. And it is pretty funny. So today was day one of the hashtag full armor of God project. And I think people will get a kick out of it because – uh, well, number one, I I, that's, it's, I just woke up. Lastly, um, 
the on the objective piece on the objective.org with Stephen Minkin. Joe, Stephen has got such a great analytical mind. And you know, you know, you know me, I can get I can get pretty tuned up and pretty riled up, particularly if it's a topic that that I've either been hurt by or I've seen people, especially the defenseless hurt by. One thing you and I have in common, brother, is we don't like seeing defenseless people picked on. Uh, it's just it's just not part of how we're built. Um, that on the objective, which is uh, up on YouTube, it's also on my Twitter feed, and it was retweeted by Craig Sawyer. Uh, that on the objective has such enormous insight in it. Again, not just from myself. This isn't about self-promotion. But Min King really brought it to that as well. Uh, he just he just had uh, a bead on the moment that we are living in uh, that I really think people need to hear. And that on the objective is called, the title is, Holy Spirit, Is This True? Question mark. Emotion, Discernment, Facts, Forgiveness, John Robertson, July 25th, 2018. Again, on the objective. You can find it on YouTube. Please, listeners, go check that one out because that was not Stephen Minking and I uh, wearing our best pair of smarty pants. The, uh, the Lord moved between us that, that Saturday afternoon, and, and something really beautiful happened in that dialogue that strengthened my heart, and it strengthened Stephen Minking's heart. And I know, Joe, that it will strengthen the hearts of many, many people listening to us uh, who choose to take some time out this evening or whenever and go find that that on the objective. Lastly, and then I'm going to shut up, uh, Gans Shimura is coming on here in just a moment. Get this, Joe. Check this out. This is what I, I got a moment ago. He said, uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but Google Translate is spitting out weird prophecies. Uh, Joe, I think is this, this is this the one where you go to a certain language and you and you put in dog, 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 and it comes out something along the lines of uh, Jesus is returning, the time is near, or something. We'll have to ask uh, Gans. He's coming on any moment. But uh, w- uh, when I got to know Gans Shamira at Red Pill Expo last month, and, and by the way, big shout out to Gans and a shout out to Sean from SGT because I personally met Gon Shimura, even though you already knew him, Joe, but I met him by a mutual introduction from, from Sean. But, but man, what I like about Gon's, my favorite thing about him, uh, well, aside from the fact that he's just a, a fun guy, he's a nice guy to hang out with, but he's got this mind that, that somehow bridges prophecy and ancient text with the most cutting-edge technology of, of you know, tomorrow. And I think he's one of the most brilliant people I know who, who, who does that. He, he operates kind of in the same vein as like, as like uh, Anthony Patch or, or Catherine Albrecht to an extent or Chris Bauckham. Um, anyway, I'm handing it to you, Joe. I've done enough talking. All right. Well, I just sent Gonza a message to see if he was ready. And uh, I don't know if I should just call him if I don't get a response here. But uh, just covering some uh, quick announcements. One, if you can support the show, we would truly appreciate it. There's a PayPal link in the blog talk description. Also, our sponsor, simplycleanfoods.net. Go there. Check out their inventory, their storable survival food uh, line that they have, the GMO-free, very healthy, one-ingredient, 25-year shelf life. Also, they have a number of supplies that you can get there, and one of my things is these portable water filtration systems. Uh, You're going to want to have like a, a bag of those. 
when in if things go bad, especially uh, if you don't live in an area where you'll be able to uh, get reg- water regularly. Now, thankfully, John, where we live, uh, we live by a huge fresh body of water, and there are uh, hundreds of streams and tributaries around this area where we are able to, if needed, uh, go and, and collect water on a daily basis. I mean, if we had to, we could jug, you know, 25-gallon buckets down to the lake every day and, and fill them up and walk back and if we had to. But uh, for those of you who don't live in a freshwater uh, you know, area, you're going to need the ability to turn your water into uh, turn the water that you do collect into uh, drinking water and it is so important that it comes before the, the need of food so anyway go to simplycleanfoods.net use promo code simplyclean if you have any questions uh, uh, call chance the number's right there on the website he's a very uh, easy uh, guy to get along with and to get a hold of and you're going to want to uh, make sure uh, if you have any questions to give him a call so simplycleanfoods.net and we thank you so much for your support of the show without that support it would not be possible for us to do this show so we do appreciate it well we would do it regardless just out of the love for the truth so Joe, real quick before we throw before we bring the uh, guns in uh, and I'm actually really looking forward to having him on today. I Real think we quick, got him. This, this just in from Liz Crokin. Um, uh, this is a direct quote. I'm going to leave some of it out uh, because there's some names named. But she says, uh, "Quote: I also know there are some major exposés about to break on Hollywood pedophilia. It's awesome." Uh, and then she names two people who have reached out to her who want to come on the Hagman Report. I'm going to leave that out of it, but that just in from Liz. Now, Liz lives in, uh, well, I won't say exactly where, but she lives in Los Angeles, and she has been in the scene, I think, technically longer than I was, Joe, and certainly operating at a higher level. So so this is an exciting time. Uh, uh, Joe Hagman, myself, Doug Hagman, Liz Crokin, Craig Sawyer, we're not, listen, folks, we're not all fueling each other's fires here, okay? We are receiving separate lines of information that are all intersecting, okay? And that that intersection is proclaiming that mad bombs are going to drop in Hollywood. And I got a a message from someone a day or two ago, and I'll just say this little piece of this quote. It said, it said there will be suicides and perp walks. Wow. Gons Shamirna, Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, a very popular channel. He's been a previous guest uh, on the Hagman Report and here, and we are uh, honored to have him back on. Gons, it's great to have you back on. Over the last few days, we've been talking about the coming, expo- the the current and coming exposure of what the, the pedophilia culture in Hollywood. John separately and my father separately from myself separately of all had sources or information that indicates that there is a big uh, set of information about to be exposed in the next few weeks maybe a month month and a half and that it is coming and we are seeing and talking about the examples of the Patton Oswalt's the David Hammonds the Jason uh, Gunn uh, Sarah Silverman and Sarah Silverman's response to the internet and the exposure of this pedophilia, uh, basically saying, you know, we have the means and and the resources and and we will kill you because you are, uh, you know, going to expose us. Not in so many words, but that's what the, uh, the message, uh, indicated. So, 
Um, let's start here. What do you see going on in Hollywood right now uh, with this 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 culture of pedophilia? And what do you see coming down the pike in, in the near future? Well, Joe and John, uh, thanks for having me back on. And um, yeah, you know, Liz actually has been doing such a great job and so many others um, in the alternative independent media covering what's coming out of Hollywood and uh, keeping track of all this stuff. And it's been quite remarkable to see, um, I think, a beehive, a nest of uh, just filth that's been sitting there for a while. Uh, somebody had to start picking at it. Liz is at the, you know, the, the front lines of that, many others picking at it. And, and I, I think it's starting to unravel. I think this, there are people that were put in place that seem to have gotten – uh, into places of influence uh, for specific reasons. And uh, the methodologies that uh, seem to be working in the highest forms of uh, government, or at least uh, public forms of government, uh, seem to be, the patterns seem to be the same in these uh, Hollywood uh, hierarchies as well, uh, which seems to be the same in Silicon Valley and everywhere else. So uh, this is a worldwide problem. Hollywood uh, has gotten the... Uh, microscope so to speak in the last couple years and it looks like it's uh, there's a tipping point coming um and, and that'll be a good day for the people the researchers and journalists who have been really exposing this thing uh and and i've mentioned on twitter and elsewhere that uh, i feel that this topic the the pedophilia topic is really it's an ancient one you know it feels like it's a new thing but it's, it's an ancient topic it's an ancient problem uh, it really is a, a reflection of the sin nature of man uh, to its fullest. Um, and so it's a, it's a really interesting topic that has become part of the forefront of uh, our culture today. And, and I really think it's going to split society again. Uh, it's, it, it's already done so in so many ways. And, and they're coming to head as the Internet and other tools have made everything transparent. But um, I think uh, it's, it's an exciting time and it's an interesting time. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I always look, trying to look at a bigger picture. Uh, I, I think it's important to enjoy the, the victories and, and, you know, the triumphs along the way. Uh, but it seems like, you know, what kinds of solutions might be proposed, uh, when sort of the more, uh, irrational types of, uh, you know, responses take place to something like this. Um, you know, uh, I, I think, microchipping and all kinds of other tracking and, and this sort of thing becomes a little more palpable in a, in a world where, yeah, we got to protect our children, of course. Um, you know, that, that kind of thinking will go uh, a long way in uh, taking down our barriers of privacy and everything else. So we've seen it, you know, starting in 2001 with the two towers going down and then a lot of our uh, uh, privacy being compromised as a result. And this could be the same thing, but a reverse effect instead of, um, you know, two towers going down. Uh, this might be a whole network of, um, you know, terrible people doing terrible things, uh, deceived people doing awful, awful, evil things, uh, and and you know that uh, man. If it, it's it's sad because these are lost souls. You know, and you want to reach out to them. You don't want these people to commit suicide. You want them to come to to know Christ and and repent. And and, and you know, even then, uh, a sentence in jail seems. Uh, reasonable to me, but um, man, I, it is. It's an interesting time. I, I don't have any specifics in terms of uh, any of the information coming out, um, but I've been keeping track from afar all the other people reporting on it, and it seems to be coming to a head. 
And, jo- and Gons, you said something there. You know, I always say this, that we, we have to pray that uh, those who still can be saved, uh, that we pray that they, they uh, get saved. Um, at the same time, we know that there are people that uh, will not ever come to Christ, and it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But uh, there, we don't want to see people burning in hell for eternity, no matter what they did. Uh, you know, there is grace, there is forgiveness there. Uh, if they're sincere and, and are willing to, uh, you know, throw themselves at, at, uh, to the Lord and, uh, you know, at, at least work towards reconciliation, whatever that looks like. And I know that's hard to hear when we're talking about uh, the ex- yeah. sexual exploitation of children. Yeah, of children. But it yeah. is a biblical mandate that we not only love God, uh, you know, more than anything, and first and foremost, but we love our neighbor as ourselves. And even though we, we are told... Uh, you know, to expose evil. If somebody turns from their evil ways, admits their wrongdoings, uh, comes to the Lord for repentance, and 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 works towards reconciliation as far as trying to to add and help uh, others, then we see that this can there, there is a chance. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect people to uh, accept those kind of people or befriend them, but we do have to uh, respect the fact that if they are forgiving, that uh, you know that they they get the uh, treatment they deserve but regardless uh this is a big issue and this is something that is uh you know really strikes at the heart of the evil uh for whatever reason all these institutions of power at the heads of these institutions we see these problems that are pedophilia and other you know satanic worship this world is ruled by darkness and and gons that's one of the things i love about your channel it it uh, uses the spiritual uh, teachings of the Lord uh, and, and to, to break down the current events and, and different uh, things that are coming down the pike, whether technological or otherwise. And uh, the, we really appreciate the, the wide variety of, of things that you cover through that biblical perspective. So uh, what, what else is on your radar that you're paying attention to? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, there's a story that was out, and, and I've purposely not – uh, scoured social media because I know people are breaking it down and people are sensationalizing parts of it. Um, uh, the story was published on Motherboard uh, almost a week ago now. Why is Google Translate spitting out sinister religious prophecies? Uh, subtitle, Google Translate is moonlighting as a deranged oracle and experts say it's likely because of the spooky nature of neural networks. And uh, just real briefly, the, the first paragraph Wait, here says quick, that. Real quick, hold on a sec, Gons. Hold yeah. on. Just, yeah. just this, bear with me. I apologize for being, I don't mean to be rude. No, go for it. But um, I'm not the most techie guy. So just explain quickly for our listeners, what is the platform and what is it supposed to do? Okay. People might have used this. You can use Google Translate. What you do is you go to Google and um, I, I think you can type in Google Translate and it'll pull up a little box or two boxes up on the screen. Uh, and you can pick your language on the left and pick your language on the right. And you can type in, you know, m- most uh, most people listening and probably uh, speak English. Uh, you can type in English on the left and you can choose whatever language, French, German, you know, Japanese, Chinese, whatever, on the right. And it'll, uh, not always accurately, but uh, spit out a crude version of the translation um, uh, on the other side. And so it's a, it's a tool that... Uh, Obviously, if you're familiar with the Tower of Babel story, it's a it's a tool that kind of brings us back to those days of one language. Um, but uh, given this tool, um, the story reports that if you type in the word dog into Google Translate 19 times, 
uh, request uh, they in the Mao Maori in, in, I'm sorry Maori language, which is a uh, I don't know what language that is, but if you type it in to that and change it into English, here's what Google Translate spits out: "Quote Doomsday Clock is three minutes at twelve. We are experiencing characters in a dramatic development in the world." which indicate that we are increasingly approaching the end times and Jesus's return, end quote. Um, the, the grammatical error included in that. But uh, it's very yeah. interesting. Why, why would that, that come out if you put in dog 19 times in the Maori language? And again, I, didn't, I haven't scoured social media because I, I, you know, I'm sure people are breaking it down and doing things. Um, but my mind immediately went to David Flynn's research, the late David Flynn, um, who wrote the book Cydonia, the Secret Chronicles of Mars, and um, and he had mentioned the dog star Sirius, and, um, and you know just verifying some of his work and and you know going down the rabbit trail there, uh, I pulled up um, the Journal of Religion and Society. This was done by Crichton University uh, in the in a paper called "The Dog Caleb in Ancient Israel as a Symbol of Male Passivity and Perversion." Uh, in the abstract here, and this relates to uh, the whole idea of uh, pedophilia and everything uh, that's being exposed right now, which is interesting that this Google Translate would would spit this out with the word dog. But uh, the abstract, it might get a little bit complicated. I'll sort of summarize it here. Basically, they're saying that um, the the gender constructs in the ancient Near East um, were the passivity of it that was associated with the dog was associated with homosexuality because homosexuality in that culture uh, was seen as a passive perversion and uh, to reducing a man to the level of a slave and a prepubescent boy is interesting. So uh, there is this ancient connection to the word dog, which is, I thought was interesting that this would yeah. you know kind of tie in there. There's a, there's a level of connection there. And then, the 19 times that's um, the question that was going to be my next question uh, dons how are you with gematria and uh, is there you know I, I i know the website you can type stuff in and, and pull stuff up i don't really know the, the all the ins and out of uh, gematria and i apologize for the uh, yard work happening out there eh, no i don't know problem. if you can hear it <laughs> um but ew bullinger uh, once wrote that quote 19 is a number without significance uh, not without significance, I'm, I'm sorry. It is a combination of 9 and 10 and would denote the perfection of divine order connected with judgment. It is the number of the Hebrew names for Eve and Job. So uh, the connection of divine order and judgment uh, is fascinating. This this idea of judgment um, being unleashed on the world uh, at this time, so man, that thing is really loud. Is that really loud in the background for you guys? <laughs> no, you can hear it. it, it it's okay. not that bad. Um, but you know, that's so interesting. I saw this maybe uh, on Friday. Somebody posted it on the forum, uh, uh, Godlike Productions, and I uh, didn't try it myself, but I watched other people do it. And I've fooled around with Google Translate. There's a there's a lot of things you can put in there uh, that that give you very weird and and uh, funny and interesting and scary results. I don't I don't remember or have any of the examples in front of me, but I've uh, I use the translate all the time and. And there's uh, uh, you say certain things in one language, and 
it's amazing. So my question is: Is this being? Is this something that uh, Google did on purpose? Obviously, the word "dog" nineteen times in any language is not going to translate to that. Uh, right. wh- how, where's the? How does this happen? Well, according to uh, some of the experts, at least on uh, the uh, motherboard article, they said that quote the models are black boxes. They're talking about the algorithm used to translate the language. Uh, and I continue, uh, continue here, that are learned from as many training instances that you can find. The vast majority of these will look like human language, and when you give it a new one, it is trained to produce something at all costs that also looks like human language. However, if you give it something different, the best translation will be something still fluent but not at all connected to the input. So um, that's kind of a complicated way of saying that they don't really know what exactly is causing the the algorithms to spit that out? Because, again, in the subtitle, it talks about how it's the spooky nature of neural networks, and and that is very revealing. If you know if you know what neural networks are in terms of the research that's been done, not just in the brain and trying to understand the human brain, but in social networks and 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 seeing how social and biological and organic networks operate. And this has become uh, there, there has become a digitization of this process of those networks, and and that's what's going to create this hive mind. And um, this gets into some pretty wild things, but and it sounds science fiction, and it sounds like the Matrix and all these things. But there's a reason why all those movies were you know pushed onto the public starting in the well, really in the 80s and and you know I guess late 70s too, but 80s and 90s you had you know Lawnmower Man and stuff like that. There were all kinds of movies that showed this idea of a uh, a mind sort of uh, melding with the virtual or the, the network the internet and um, some of the research being done I mean this is a this is a research paper being done at MIT this is published on MIT press journals a hypercube based encoding for evolving large-scale neural networks and uh, if you read you know you can read the abstract and and basically their conclusion is that uh, to explore space and and to understand connected patterns creates a new understanding of complexity and it allows this thing called neuroevolution. And man, I, I mean, we're talking about a rise of a, a conscious entity through the networking of technology. So in other words, you know, we're com- our brains are complex. We have all these... Uh, connections, trillions, they say, or billions or trillions. Uh, well, that's a big difference. I think they say billions of connections or billions of neurons, trillions of connections. And, um, and that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff going on in, in a few inches <laughs> between your ears. Um, and, but, uh, you know, obviously, man trying to recreate that on his own has a medium to do so now with digital technology. And it's been abused right from the beginning uh, if you study the history of it, and and just as a plug, I recommend everybody go see the movie called The Minds of Men, done by Aaron and Melissa Dykes of Truth Stream Media. It's a fantastic film, three and a half hours. Uh, it will get into MK Ultra, and um, you know a lot of people think they know the history of MK Ultra. Um, you might know maybe like the first half hour or so, you might be familiar with it, but they get into and they uncover some things that have not been uh, covered. Uh, the name of that again. Yeah. It's called The Minds of Men by Aaron and Melissa Dykes of uh, Truth Stream Media. And uh, I think you can find it on Vimeo. It costs a couple bucks to rent, uh, but it's well worth it. Uh, they spent three and a half years making this film. 
Uh, so you can support them with that. And, and again, it just ties in and it shows the kinds of evil uh, experiments done on humans and animals uh, as part of the cybernetic research that was uh, prevalent in the 60s and 70s after World War II, really. Uh, it's all been set up ever since the early 40s. It's all been part of the process. World War II even looks like a whole different agenda when you start understanding the cybernetic uh, agenda behind everything that was going on in World War II. So it's a fascinating look. But um, getting back to these networks, listen, the elite, okay, and I think this is a spirit of Antichrist really rising here uh, in a new and, and unique way in this time we're living in. The, the elite think they want everything to digitize because they want to create a hive mind on this planet Earth and or whatever you think it is, uh, this population of this area that we call Earth. Uh, and they believe that we are all neurons, nodes, you know, just little little pieces of, uh, of flesh that will be centers of information that now can be shared amongst all humanity. And, and this gets into very, very strange science fiction type of stuff. But if you think about it, it is already starting to happen. And I'm talking about uh, things like shared memories. Uh, can you imagine if, um, you know, we, we, we like to live vicariously, you know, the, the people skydiving and, uh, you know, watch people climb mountains and rock climb and things like that. It's, it's very exciting and it kind of makes you feel like you're there. Uh, this will go to a whole other level with virtual experiences, but there will come a time when people will literally be able to upload their experiences and other people will be able to download those experiences and they will become like your memory and you That's won't crazy. really remember if it's something you did or something that you uploaded earlier or oh. you know someone else did and you it, it's all going to become confusing if you start okay. plugging in your brain into this neural world network thing that I think is part and part with the mark of the beast and the image of the beast Absolutely. Uh, entirely so Okay, so Gans, let me let me let me jump in a couple of couple of questions for you. First of all, uh, I saw a video a couple of years ago, and I believe James Woods narrated it. And I hope this rings a bell with both Joe and yourself. Do you guys recall a and it was a it was like a public service announcement style commercial that went viral, and it was about there were little kids in a classroom. And all the little kids, Gons, were, were, were tied in. They had, all of them had become like little information nodes, and they were tied in to this collective consciousness, this hivist, collectivist mindset that you're describing, which, by the way, sounds like nightmare stuff. But then in the, in the, in the commercial, there's one kid whose parents, for religious reasons, won't do it. And that kid can't keep up in class. He doesn't get picked to play sports. It's there could be what I'm trying to say is it, 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 it could be a fashionable, trendy thing for a hot second, but it could become a direct competitive type thing very, very quickly, much the same way as trying to, for example, have a small business today without Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the consensus uh, or are part of the consensus um, and, and, you know, there's it, the, the thing that's scary is like, oh, you know, if you join the network, then you can come up to par with us. You know, you can sort of uh, start where we are and then, you know, you can you can improve and all these things. Um, uh, man, it, it the idea of, of techno spiritualism, um, 
is going to become very interesting in the next well techno anything really this next decade is going to be insane with techno all kinds of stuff um patrick wood who i spoke to who i interviewed for age of deceit three is talking about techno populism uh because you look at italy and you know the populist movement and people are sort of uh saying positive things about that but if you look behind the scenes it looks like they made a deal with the technocrats and so uh keep an eye out for this idea of a techno populism um if you look at the uh, the (laughs) Uh, have you guys looked at the theme for Burning Man this year? No, I haven't, but John's big into uh, following Burning Man. Well, I've written a few articles about it. Uh, Gons, you're okay, first of all, uh, techno spiritualism. I've never heard the two words put together before. You've got my 110% attention. Go, brother. Okay. This is uh, Kevin Kelly, who is, um, he co founded uh, Wired Magazine. Uh, he's written a book, uh, What Technology Wants. His philosophy is that technology is something that we humans have birthed uh, as a conscious living entity, but it's it's not like a biological entity. It's a it's a uh, more of a conscious uh, scattered entity now that will come to realize itself uh, when everything begins to connect and the uh, the the neural network internet thing that we've been talking about becomes conscious and aware. Uh, it will begin to connect to all the devices and all these kind of scary ideas. Uh, but he he thinks it's a positive thing, and he thinks we can steer this thing. And um, in a book called, uh, or a, I guess it's an essay, uh, Compu- Computerization and Controversy, Value Conflicts and Social Choices, he says this, quote, A reoccurring vision swirls in the shared mind of the net, a vision that nearly every member glimpses, if only momentarily, of wiring human and artificial minds into one planetary soul. This incipient techno-spiritualism is all the more remarkable because of how unexpected it was. The net, after all, is nothing more than a bunch of highly engineered pieces of rock braided together with strands of metal or glass. It is routine technology. Computers, which have been been in our lives for 20 years, have made our life faster but not that much different. Nobody expected a new culture, a new thrill, or even a new politics to be born when we married calculating circuits with the ordinary telephone but that's exactly what happened. So and we're seeing this already out of Silicon Valley. Uh, they're worshiping the AI. Um, I think the guy's last name was Lewandowski. <laughs> and they're literally starting an AI religion where they're going to worship the AI. And, and what, what is the AI? Well, uh, again, it, it will be this conscious entity that will, it, again, the Internet itself becoming aware, self-aware. Uh, and, but we, as humans, those who decide to continue to partake at that point, um, being locked in, and, and this is why, uh, going back to this idea of the, the, you know, it all ties back to a war on your mind and, and just the flesh being um, abused in this world. You know, it, go back, it goes back to Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, for we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, but the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh have divine power to destroy strongholds we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and take every thought captive to obey christ and uh you know that that's that's what i think we should stand by and and just really guard your mind you know um romans 8 5 through 6 for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh and that Philosophy is going to take humanity to a hive mind. <laughs> I mean, that's okay, what's let me, happening let me with jump, this technology. Let me jump in quickly. I've got we've got about four minutes left, Gons. We're going to sure. give it to you, but I have a I have one last question. <clears throat> Why 
<clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. Why is Silicon Valley, the people over at CERN, and all the other great R&D and development centers on our planet, why are they all trying to summon a demon? What, I, I, what, what is go? I mean, can you help me out here? Well, they don't see it as a demon. You know, they see it as uh, a, a great intelligence. Uh, Gordy Rose of D-Wave stood on stage and said, no, they're not demons. They're not evil. We're summoning the old ones like from, uh, uh, gosh, what was the name of his... Uh, uh, I forgot now uh, the one of the uh, the mythologies of uh, Cthulhu and everything. Basically, he's saying that these are highly intelligent entities that are so highly advanced in intelligence that their morality will not compare or be understood by us in the same way that uh, you know we Trump or you know override uh, uh, ant colonies morals or ethics if there is any. So you know that's the kind of thinking that that is pervasive in this space and i think that's why it's not so much hey we're summoning a demon it's it's more like hey we're we're, we're summoning this great intelligence and, and we're building it if you think about it humans are building it you know we're the ones getting giving it all the information and and it's all about a feedback loop because we're we are giving it info it's it's mirroring information back to us and our behavior is changed because of it and this this loop is going to continue to the point where it's going to split humanity um, uh, to the uh, again to the point where you take the mark, you worship the image. There is no salvation for you. You know it's it's pretty clear in the Bible. It's it's you know it's one of those issues where I think it can help uh, the conversation with uh, you know long long debates in theology of uh, you know what happens. Uh, you know if people go to hell, people die. You know are they in hell permanently and all these things. Well, there's an example here in the Book of Revelation uh, eschatologically where people decide to do this and uh, our, their souls are lost forever. And we don't want that to happen. And that's kind of uh, my mission on the channel and everything else. I know it's your guys' mission and we're all going at this in, in different angles and everything else. But, but I think the, the one mind we should be of is in Christ, not, not the hive mind internet. So I'll leave it there. Well, Guns, it's um, absolutely fascinating to watch Bible prophecy come to life uh, and as you know, it said in the book of Enoch that the uh, prophecies in that book were for uh, the the last generation. Daniel uh, in the book of Daniel, it says seal up the the words and the and the prophecies. That it's for a, a, a distant time, and I believe we are in that time. Never before have all the pieces been on the the board to make it possible. We have the to, for the one world uh, political, religious, and economic system incorporating the mark of the beast, and we have Israel as a nation again. Everything is in place, and it's just a matter of uh, will it be coming subtle or will it be overt? And I forget the person who said this, but they said back at the UN, at the founding of the UN, we will have world government, whether through conquest or through consent. And they were not right. kidding. They meant it. Uh, Gons, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day and joining us. Uh, e excellent interview. John, Joe, thank you guys for having me. All right, that'll do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, if you can support the show, do so. Our sponsor, simplycleanfoods.net, promo code SIMPLYCLEAN. Uh, we will be back tonight at Hagman Report at 7. And then tomorrow, Pastor Mike Spaulding. Don't forget, we're going to be covering Revelations 12 and 13 and the role of America in Bible prophecy uh, tomorrow with Pastor Mike. So don't miss that. 
The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.